You're listening to Hello Vancouver. I'm your host, Temple Lentz. Thank you for listening. December 14th of 2017 marks the five-year anniversary of the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Gun violence seems that it's climbing and climbing, and in 2017 alone, there have been more than 56,000 gun incidents in America. On today's show, I'm speaking with two representatives from the Washington chapter of Moms Demand Action, a common sense gun safety organization. I'm joined today by Heather Freetag and Deanna Wolston from Moms Demand Action. Thank you so much for joining me. It's great being here. Thank you for having us. So let's just start with what is Moms Demand Action? So uh, Moms Demand Action uh, was founded uh, in... December 15th, 2012, the day after Sandy Hook Elementary School, um, the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting, um, when a mom in Indiana at her kitchen table um, sat down and created a Facebook group for moms concerned about gun violence. From there, it it kind of went, uh, as they say, viral, I guess, Deanna. Um, yeah, and that was and, Shannon Watts. And that was Shannon that. Watts, whom we've both met. Um, she, She's a huge inspiration to us. So anyways, so she created something. She had no idea it would grow to 4 million members nationwide. Wow, 4 million. Yeah, 50 chapters, so a chapter in every state. Um, and we're part of Washington's chapter here in Clark County. Yeah, I think so. it was a hole that everybody was looking for. I remember after the shootings, we were wondering, you know, what can you do? And almost all of us got involved after one mass right. shooting or another because they keep coming, they're continuous, and she filled yeah. that hole. Yeah. Did either of you have a personal experience with any kind of a mass shooting that led you to get involved? So um, I didn't have an experience with a mass shooting. I had an experience with a suicide. And oh, so um, I had a six-year-old um, during the Sandy Hook that shook me up. And, you know, as a mom, I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe that we're having to worry about her kids being shot when they go to school. Right. You know, this is not anything I ever envisioned having to worry about. Yeah. Um, so, of course, that was, uh, you know, pretty horrible for all of us. But um, having a, a personal experience with a close family friend and suicide is what really drove me into the movement. And that was Heather. And Deanna? Yeah, I think when, you, when I got into it, it was because after the Umqua shooting. Um, but I think as you get involved in this work, you realize how much your life is entwined with gun violence. I remember my brother and I playing with a handgun, my father's handgun, in our beds, his bedside table that could have easily turned into a death right oh, there. Wow. And Moms Demand Action does a lot of work on preventing um, shootings like that and unintentional shootings with children. So this gun violence kind of ripples throughout our lives, right? I mean, it's suicide, it's unintentional shootings, it's the mass shootings, it's domestic violence. So I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody that didn't know some incident of gun right. violence. And so Moms Demand Action was started after Sandy Hook as a way to get together and do something. So with that in mind, what is the, or what are the some things that, that you guys do? The, uh, the work we do is, is, is vast, really. It's, it's pretty incredible. So that I like to say, and Deanna will tell you, there's a place for everyone. So uh, for those people that, um, you know, that don't want to do what we're doing here, <laughs> kind of leading a group and, um, and, and facilitating that group's existence, um, they, we have tons of worker bee, you know, uh, 
positions. So we do, there's a huge edu educational component to, to Moms Demand Action, um, which is basically just uh, really focusing on data that's evidence-based and, you know, dr driven comes from um, important research and work that's going on out. So we have universities and ERs and, and experts doing actual, you know, research on gun violence, not through the CDC. I wish it were through yeah. the CDC. And if your listeners um, don't know, the government is yeah. not allowed to study gun violence. So there was a right. bill that was passed to take the funding away. It was an NRA-backed yeah. bill to take all the funding away from the CDC studying gun violence. So all the studies you see are from universities and from other... Wow, I'm sitting yes. here with my mouth, like my jaw is <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> right. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. So when did that happen? That was in the 90s, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's my been, goodness. It, we, it, it's one of our kind of battle cries. Release that, you know, can we please study this as a public health issue? Um, we know that 100,000 shootings happen in our country a year. In Washington State and several other states, the shootings um, or deaths, I'm sorry, by guns surpassed motor vehicle accident wow. deaths. So, you know, we know we think of this as a public health issue, and so money should be funneled into that for research. Moms Demand Action, every town, um, fill that gap. They are doing a lot of that research right now. So we arm ourselves with, you know, data um, and evidence. Um, we try to get that out to the community. We have a monthly member meeting where we disseminate that information and then we do actions you know you asked what moms does you can yeah. talk about some of the, the actions what does well, it look like we do be smart presentations so that is for people worried about gun safety in their own homes or if you have a child going to a play date in somebody's home you don't know being comfortable to ask do you have a gun in your home how do you how secure it, it? and so actually even pediatricians are are right. recommending that people do this and uh, it takes the awkwardness out of it when you are armed with that information. Um, it also helps prevent suicides, and we're working with a suicide prevention group locally in Clark County because if there's a gun in the home, there's five times more likelihood of that suicide being successful. Um, and then we also do legislative work. We're trying to work on both the state and national level to pass positive legislation to strengthen laws. When that doesn't work, which it frequently doesn't, we pass initiatives. And we just had two initiatives pass in the last few years. Right. The universal background checks, which um, covers a loophole, and Heather and I were just talking this morning, very few states have universal background checks. We're yes. in. Wow. You have to pass a background check if you buy from a licensed gun dealer, but if you buy on the Internet, Craigslist, or, or if you buy show. or a gun show or just some buddy of yours sells a gun, you don't have to pass a background check in another state. In Washington now, you do. you do. No matter what you sell, you have to pass a background check. And then just this past year, we passed extreme risk protection orders. So if somebody is a risk to themselves or others, their family members can petition a judge or a policeman can petition a judge to temporarily remove their guns from the home. Seems kind of a common sense measure, but Washington's yards ahead of other states. Yeah, most other states don't have that in, in place. And when we say, you know, we... We're part of that. That means that when you kind of join our group in Clark County or Seattle or wherever you know you are um, in any state, um, you are, you know, calling people and asking them to support these measures. You are, you know, talking to your legislators, meeting with them with our red shirts on and our bands and maybe children in tote, and we're asking them to keep us safe, you know, from gun violence and to oppose laws that make us less safe. So that's the work that we do. We have a lobby day. Um, it, it's, 
it's it's pretty neat. I mean, it's a way to to you know this is what democracy looks like. We like to say, and this is an issue that we've chosen to to work on. Absolutely. Now, yeah. if somebody wanted to get involved, if they said, "Oh, this sounds like exactly what what I want to be doing," I want to go with you to lobby day. I want to do something. How can they find you? Go ahead. Okay, momsdemandaction.org. So, um, so basically, you go online to momsdemandaction.org or every town. You'll be able, it'll come right up on the internet and say, "I want to join." It'll you'll just put in your email and your phone number, and it'll send you to us. Um, it is a safety measure that's in place. Um, and there's okay. no donation requirement. No donation. Yeah, you no, just sign no up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you mentioned safety requirement, we were talking yeah. a little bit about this before we started recording. Uh, I was fascinated and horrified to mm-hmm. find out that you need such strong safety precautions for um, folks to potentially join your group. Can you talk a little bit about some of the um, the, the backlash and opposition that your group uh, receives or could receive, some of the things that yeah. may be happening? Yeah. So... Uh... So I think that here locally we've been um, thrilled with, uh, with not receiving some of what we've heard from other chapters in other states and in the South and in, in Washington the Southern State. United States and in Washington State in um, yeah. Snohomish, I think it was. And, and Bellingham. And Bellingham, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we, uh, there is, uh, to, how do you well, say if this? you think about it, are, are the people that don't like us are, tend to be extremists. They're right. extremists that have that are armed. <laughs> yeah, and it's a minority. You know, we know. I mean, Deanna and I know it's a minority. It's a you know, it's this a very vocal, loud minority that believes a narrative that is not true. That is that we're out to take their guns away, and that's not what Moms Demand Action is about. It's never been about that. So responsible gun owners are in our ranks. We welcome them. We need them to make our country safer. So we are about common sense gun measures, you know, and enforcing existing laws that are not currently being enforced. And so um, what uh, safety measure is, I can't give you my phone number. I can't give you my address. I can't give you my email because in other chapters, in other states and in Washington, extremists have gotten that information trolled people online and otherwise and made threats and shown up at meetings armed. Oh my goodness. Which kind of seems like they're making your case for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So we're very careful about that. But I have to say in Clark County, um, I mean, don't you feel that way, Deanna? It's, I feel like too, that people don't realize, and you know, in the last elections, we've passed these initiatives by huge majorities, more than, more than Democratic-Republican lines. So yeah. this is a, a bipartisan issue. I think the majority yeah. of people feel that this is a problem. You can see it on the news. It's not just the mass shootings. You know, it's the domestic violence that occurs that becomes deadly so easily when there's a gun in the picture. Well, so. and, and the situation like with Las Vegas, I mean, that uh, the Las Vegas, you know, shooting really brings uh, a, a huge... Um, focus onto the, you know, the reality that a good guy with a gun could not have changed that scenario. And that is something we hear all the time. And it, it, it didn't happen and it couldn't happen. And it didn't happen in Texas either, in Sutherland. We heard that after the case, but a good, di- a good guy with a gun didn't save the day that day because the damage was already done. And so, you know, um, I think more and more, um, you're certainly feeling this way, we're having 
you know, this isn't, it's not a partisan issue. Gun violence doesn't discriminate. I mean, this happens everywhere. 300 shootings a day, yeah. 100,000 a year. That's crazy. You know, and so. If I were to get one thing across, it would yeah. be, it's not acceptable. It's yeah. not, I mean, for our Congresswoman, Representative Ferrer Butler, to still be supporting laws that go backwards. We have a law coming forth that concealed and carry reciprocity, which would allow states with much weaker legislation, with no background, no universal background check, so you could go to that gun show, not pass a background check, be a felon, be a convicted of domestic violence, yep. and still purchase your AR-15 and come up to Washington and carry your guns. I mean, that is what she's proposing. So for a mom, I think that's unacceptable in this day and age. I think the outrage should be universal on this issue where we demand. And I think and the only way change is going to happen is if they hear that roar of people right. demanding that this is not okay, that right. the NRA is an extreme minority and they do not speak for most of us. Yeah. I think that has been interesting as we see more and more uh, episodes of gun violence and mass shootings, we are seeing more and more gun owners and people who support responsible gun ownership coming forward and joining groups like yours. And that does seem to be a swell. Can you talk a bit uh, about when we when we say the words common sense uh, gun control, common sense gun regulations, what does that mean for you? Okay, so that universal background checks to be nationwide it means um, there's a, a loophole where if you are a boyfriend or a stalker and you commit domestic violence, you can still possess a firearm. Right now, they just remove, they just say you can't buy new guns in certain states if you're married to the person. Sometimes you can retain your gun. So there's a lot of laws that are, or also the Charleston Convoluted. loophole. Would you yeah, want to talk about that? Yeah, the Charleston loophole. So Dylan Roof in. Um, uh, in, in the Dylan Roof, the Charleston shooting, the church shooting, he uh, went through the normal background check process. He went to purchase his gun, filled, lied on the background, which is often done. Um, they submitted it to the FBI. In three days, if you don't get an answer back from the FBI under the federal law, you can release the gun to the buyer. And so that gun was released to Dylan Roof. And that day later that day the too late the gun um, dealer the store found out that he had failed the background check mm -hmm. so that we call that the charleston loophole because there's a 72-hour window that says if you don't get that uh, you know background check back um too bad for the government you relate you know it's the person's right to have that weapon so release the weapon so so common sense to us is let's close these loopholes that make no sense and don't protect women, 52 women a month who die by domestic violence in this country, which is a huge number. Many others survive, which we don't talk about a lot. Um, so there are things, you know, that we can do um, that really should be done everywhere. And so, you know, one thing that we hear a lot is we already have a lot of guns on the books. Well, you know, we do. And a lot of them are convoluted and not consistent and different across state lines. And I think that, um, we are for, you know, things that really make sense and work. And so we're getting that data now. We know, for example, in states that have permitless carry, so you don't have to have a permit to carry, there are 12 of them, um, that those states have higher incidences of gun violence. 
Okay, so I mean, we know this. We can see the data. It's not our data. It's FBI.gov's data. I mean, it's the CDC's data. You know, it's, well, it's the stuff CDC, we don't, it's also hard. you know, collect. Yeah, CDC doesn't necessarily so, collect stuff, too. But I think yeah. also the, um, I think sometimes people make light of the suicide numbers because most of the deaths by guns are suicides. But in a suicide situation, you're much more likely to have it be fatal with a gun. Right. Um, in Washington State, suicide is what is the big number for us in, in deaths. Yeah. So I think well, and to suggest that suicide isn't gun violence yeah, or a problem that we should exactly. deal with is very concerning. You know, yeah. we hear that with black on black crime. You know, oh, it's black on black crime. Well, it's not black on black crime. Black people are segregated and live in black communities, and so white people live with white people and kill white people. I mean, it's not there. <laughs> you know, there are other reasons. You know that that we can talk about why that is happening. So we care about all gun violence. You know, that's why it's a public health issue, you know. Um, so other, I mean, she's asking I mean, about common a, sense yeah, measures, a the things, a national a registry. I mean, every single gun, you know, had, that's this is purchased. This something fascinating, too. Yes. You're not allowed to keep an uh, Internet a record. record of gun sales. So when there's a gun in a shooting, there's no record. They, there's, there is a record, but right. it's paper in a warehouse with the AFT. So they have to track it down and so there's so many unsolved murders and stuff because they cannot they track to like where that shelves of yeah. that's just boxes. weird it is bizarre <laughs> and it, it is bizarre the and it's the archaic concern, on purpose yeah the concern yeah. by my understanding we've heard this from gun owners is that if there is a national database of who owns what guns that the government will come after those guns right. and we're right. here Deanna and I are here to tell you that's not part of the, the plan. common sense you know gun measure movement it's not at all I think that much like an automobile there should would, be training there should that would be, be training. nice absolutely you know training uh, background check ie like if you have a DUI or a reckless driving offense you know you might lose your license mm -hmm. um, i mean the same could be said for you know using a, a weapon that was designed for lethal purposes i mean that's our basic you know. premise is if yeah. you are a danger to yourself or to others you should not be able to no. have a firearm otherwise there's every reason you should yeah. have a firearm. Yeah. Just be responsible with it right. and don't be right. dangerous. Right. Um, and the NRA has also blocked smart gun technology. So where you'd have a fingerprint for your gun, then that would prevent so many child unintentional shootings if they had that. So these are measures yeah. I think the majority of Americans have said they support too. In poll after poll, the majority of Americans have supported more training, um, stricter regulations for for guns. That doesn't mean you take them away. It just means you treat them responsibly. They are. They can be a danger in a situation. Right. So it is the fifth anniversary of that horrible shooting in Newtown, where t 20 children's lives were taken on December 14th. So our group, instead of doing a vigil, which we've done in the past, which we feel like it only gets out to the people who see you, possibly see you walking by, we want people to remember not just those 20 children who were shot on and that horrible seven day. Adults. And the seven adults, yeah, or six adults. The, we also want you to remember that 93 people are killed every single day in this country. But on December 14th, we're asking people, we're asking businesses and local government schools to light a candle or get one of those little electric candles that you can get at the dollar store for the day for those children and to draw attention to gun violence in our country. And if you want more information, to sign up at momsdemandaction.org.
We'd love to have you in our ranks. And we have men. It's not just moms. Right. Just like Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which was this was modeled after. Right. We have grandmothers and grandfathers and, yeah, and people that don't have children who are very active Teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Teenagers are starting to come out. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty neat. And we've had the privilege of meeting many of the survivors, people who've lost children and parents and shootings and... They are so thankful that we're carrying that's, this banner, doing this work. Yeah, so. and that's actually something we failed to mention that for listeners that are listening, because um, because gun violence impacts so many people in the community, they may be you know end up hearing this and be moved. Um, there is a very important uh, uh, part of Moms Demand Action or kind of missional um, focus of survivor um, fellows, and those are. Uh, victims of gun violence themselves or um, that have survived or whom we call survivors, people that have lost a loved one to gun violence. And they, um, there are, I think, 1,500 of them now. They are, they go group. through training and they show up. Like if we need them, they show up. They um, are, you know, you've seen some of them probably on the news um, because we have and we've met them, um, their their messages are powerful. Um, one in particular in Portland, um, Paul Kemp um, lost his brother-in-law in the Clackamas Town Center shooting, and he was an avid hunter and you know a responsible gun owner who is a huge part of what we do now. So um, that's an important part of what we do. If there's someone out there that has survived a, a gun a gunshot wound or lost someone to gun violence. Um, that is something they can check out at MomsDemandAction.org, and it's the Survivor you know, Fellow Program. And that network us. of people, they get so much support from one another, too, because yeah. they're in such a unique situation. Yeah. They yeah. are the soul of our group. They're stories we carry with us, for sure. Yeah. What are some things coming up for Washington State, whether it's legislation that you uh, might be participating in in the upcoming legislative session or initiatives that you'd be looking for to take take your movement further? Well, right now, in, in nationally, we're actually targeting our representatives because they are supporting bills that go backwards. <laughs> we and that step on step states' rights. Yeah, that, so, so, so that yeah. concealed and carry reciprocity. So, you know, other states would be able to conceal and carry. If you have a license to carry in your state, you could carry in Washington or anywhere around the country. They want to make that national. And Representative Herrera Butler does support that legislation. So that is coming up for a vote, I believe, in the Judiciary Committee. Um, Coming today, up, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> so we're actually asking people to call her and say, "Don't support that bill. That actually right. goes backwards." And we are so past due going forward on this issue. Yeah. Um, there are a few national bills that we support, like closing the boyfriend loophole and the stalker loophole, where if you're convicted of domestic violence and you're a boyfriend or a stalker, that gun needs to be removed from you. <laughs> right. right. Um, and then statewide, um, we're looking at that. Uh, if a child unintentionally shoots another child, that a parent should be held accountable or the gun owner should be held accountable. Child access prevention measures. So that's something that's come up last year. Um, it didn't make it to a vote. Um, I see that. I see that coming coming up again. again. Um, and, and you know what that exactly looks like? I mean... You yeah, know, that was is, is it a, challenging? What I was going to ask is what would accountability yeah, for it, a parent look like? Right. I I think that that's the issue with getting a vote. I mean, I don't think that's really um, clear at yeah. this point because um, something, you know, I mean, do you lose access to owning firearms the rest of your life? 
I mean, you know, do you actually serve time? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't, not, not I sure don't know, and right. that's not really our job, but we love the idea of mandatory safe storage, which European countries do. And so um, if, if, you know, raising the stakes, if raising that level of accountability through making it, you know, a law actually works, great. If, if, if that doesn't work, we're not really interested in child access prevention laws. So Moms Demand Action is super careful about that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would say an assault weapons ban is something that could come up. The governor has, I mean, the attorney general has, has talked about that. Um, but Moms Demand Action as an organization, you know, isn't just about jumping on every you know, new law or fad. I mean, they really want to see the data, you know, that suggests. And I think personally, I think you would say this, I mean, with the recent uh, frequency of those weapons being used in mass shootings, that that may be the data that we need. But historically, you know, handguns do most of the damage in this country. So, you know, when we talk about assault rifles, we're not really talking about the daily gun violence that happens. And gun owners are really quick to tell you that. So if we're honest, we need to, you know, acknowledge that. So I could see that potentially coming down um, the line. There's some work on domestic violence, potentially, Deanna. Um, yeah. uh, but, you know, we we just kind of, we wait here, and then you are kind of our pseudo-legislative lead right now. <laughs> you know, we have a, our, our group, the way it works on a local level is we have like six or seven, um, if we're lucky, people that are kind of in leadership roles within our government that take on different roles and jobs. And so the legislative lead is actually one of them. And we literally have a state legislative lead that's sending us emails and calling with you know monthly meetings about this is what's on the agenda, this is what's coming, start mobilizing. Mm-hmm. You know, it might and for, almost for, all of these roles are volunteer on yeah, the state level yeah. and on a local level. Yeah, in Clark County, we're very lucky. We have a very active chapter. We have 350 members. Wow. And we yeah. meet monthly and we have actions all the time. So whether it's it a is, fantastic group, it is a wonderful group. It yeah. is. Whether it is meeting with our representatives or, or state or, legislators. Or calling Las Vegas. Like right after the shooting, I got to call. It was amazing. I got all these people called from Las Vegas wanting to join our group. And so I spent two days just on hustle. Anyways, you know, it's, it's a, it's an app. They send me, they load it all for me. I just start calling and I reach a voice on the other end that says, how can I get involved? What can I do? You know, um, we've also called other states when there is like Kelly Iota, when there's a Senator, we're trying to maybe, maybe we're trying to support a gun sense champion, a legislator that's going to vote for common sense gun reform. Um, we will, call all of those constituents from Washington. It was like, oh, I'm in Washington State, but we want you to vote for this person. Um, and it, it's fun work. It's work I've never, I had never done before this. A little intimidating, you know, calling a stranger, but um, generally we're calling friends. Like we're calling people that, you know, we know are going to want to support a gun champion. And those calls end up being really motivating. It sounds like there are a lot of ways to get involved. And it also sounds like this is something that you both spend a lot of time doing. What is it that keeps you connected and involved? I think it's because it touches us all personally. I think it's because we all think about it, and I bet a lot of your listeners do too. When you drop your kids off at school, are you wondering, are they safe? When you go to the store, are you wondering, is somebody going to get in a dispute? You know, when you go to church now, are you looking in the back of the doors to see if somebody comes in? And I think it's because it touches all of us that we are involved. That's what's the motivation. Yeah. And every time there's a shooting, it's so horrific. And I know that I'm doing absolutely everything I can 
to make a difference, to make a change, because I know this is ridiculous. This happens in this country, and nowhere else in the world does it happen at this rate. Yeah. Nowhere else in the world. So with our ingenuity and our caring for other people, we should be doing a hell of a better job. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for what you're doing, and thank you for being here and talking with us today. I've been speaking with Heather Freetag and Deanna Woolston from Moms Demand Action. What's the website again if folks want more information? MomsDemandAction.org. Excellent. And uh, in honor of Sandy Hook victims and survivors, uh, please put a candle in your window on December 14th, but also after for solidarity and to let folks know you're thinking of them. Especially if you have a business or work in local government or at a school and tell people why you're doing it because 93 Americans a day are dying and they shouldn't be. Thank you both for being here. Thank Thank you. you. And that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm your host, Temple Lentz, and this has been Hello Vancouver. To find out more about Hello Vancouver, visit our website, hellovancouver.us, and be sure to check out our live stage shows in Vancouver, Washington, every other month. Hello Vancouver is produced by High Five Media.